it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now in Tyler's Anime Corner, once in a while I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends come up with an anime that fits that question. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're scary, and sometimes they're just plain weird. But what they always are, are very enlightening. Now, this corner's question is, last season's anime? Or last year's? Let's see what my friends come up with with this installment of Tyler's Anime Corner. And here's my friends now! Hello, welcome, hello, hello. I've got my friend here, DJ. I've got my friend here, John. I've got my friend here, Rob. I've been taken here against my will! (laughs) Shut up. And I've got my girlfriend here, Amy. I was like gonna say you were about to demote me. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> and there might have even been a pay cut, which I am not down for. So. Ooh no. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the question at this anime corner is uh, last year's seasonal anime because it's 2020 and we're we're gonna go look back at the season and see what our tops and our bottoms and our middles are. Threesome, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know I signed up for that, but uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> oh, dang. What happens in the void stays in the void. <laughs> um, fun, fun fact, four-year anniversary right now. That's it. This is four, We're four years old. Woo! Yeah. yeah, we're celebrating with a Tyler's Anime Corner, one of the staples of the Soccer Rangers podcast. Guys, we made it. Yep, we managed to make it four years without killing Cole. <laughs> Speaking of which, where is Cole? Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't kill himself by some freak accident. He only lost a finger. Let's see what limbs he can hold on to for the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> But 2019 anime happened, as it does every year. Only a few things are inevitable. That's life, death, taxes, and anime. But, you know, I prefer anime over half those options, so. So, uh, with this, I guess we start off. Man, this is, it's a huge list to go through. Uh, we have a, we have a huge list of all that came, all that came out, probably not everything, this, a majority of I, stuff. I went through I my anime list and went through everything that premiered each season. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. I, I will it. admit, uh, on our list here, I did use the English names on there just because, depending where you watched it, you may or may not have seen it by the title. Yeah. Sometimes I prefer looking for the English names. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times it's easier. <laughs> yeah. It is. It just is. Japanese names can tend to be more difficult to pronounce. I prefer the English. Most of the time, you got a better chance at remembering it, plus being able to search it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking... I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but we were talking about a show that the same name has been used for multiple anime over the last several decades. So it's oh. like, I was calling it by its Japanese name, and he was calling it by its American name, which the American name's been used over and over again. But the Japanese name is unique enough by itself That's if you just type it into my anime list, you'll find it right away. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, Rob, do you want to start then since you seem to have 
some idea since yeah. you made the whole list. You you, uh, <laughs> you made the whole list, so you went through everything, and you you probably got a start of an idea of like what right. was this your your 2019's tops, bottoms, and middles. Yeah, I oh. Do we want to maybe just go and start with... Um, Do you want to start with each season of winter, summer, spring? I, I feel like that might be easier to manage, quite honestly, instead of jumping yep. all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's going to kind of be that, yeah. There's almost 200 offerings on this list. <laughs> it was a whole year. It yeah. was a whole year. Yeah, no, and it was a surprisingly good one. I still think that 2018 was arguably one of the best years in anime, 2019 gave it a run for its money, with the exception of one season that just kind of fell flat for me. Uh, well, Rob, let's take let's take a look. Let's start it. It's it's winter. Ooh, it's cold out. I'm gonna stay home and watch some anime. What would you be watching 2019 winter? Uh, so that was probably the that was probably my favorite season of anime last year, actually, because uh, that gave us Shield Hero, Promised Neverland, Mob Psycho. There was just a whole bunch of stuff that came out. That was just really good. Like, I started... What is that noise? Who's playing music in the background? My laptop started itself. Excuse me. I'm all the way across the room. <laughs> Sorry. Edit that out. Or don't. No, keep it. That's weird. <laughs> you got a weird. ghost was, living there. That was amazing. <laughs> a ghost who loves anime. Are we talking about ghost stories? Because that's an anime I've watched. One <laughs> second. I only hope you watch the English dub because it's a lot less interesting in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that we have uh, always, uh, her and I have been kind of going through is ghost stories. It's just like, um, don't want to really spend time reading something. Well, it's just, they're all ghost stories. Sometimes it's, your it's eyes anime. are too tired for anime. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It's hard too because you'll be into a series <laughs> and you don't want to flip flop between subs and dubs. So it's nice to have an anime that consistently you can just enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And if I felt like you can close your eyes a little and still hear, I don't know. I guess yeah, if you're closing your whole, eyes while watching TV, you're not doing it right. <laughs> not a whole lot of action going on in that one, so. I'll admit that's part of the reason why um, Shield Hero was my favorite show of winter. And uh, I'll admit I actually caught it a few weeks after everybody else because I actually waited for the Funimation dub on that one. Hmm. Why'd you yeah. wait for the dub on that one? Dubs so, tend to be the better way oh, to go. DJ, why don't you go and answer on that one? Because I found it more interesting with dubs. They uh, tend to be a lot easier to follow. I'm one of those people that have a hard time reading and concentrating on things at the same time. And generally speaking, anime takes all my attention to absorb it. Especially something as detailed and well-written as Shield Hero was. Not to mention, it's just easier, especially if you're intoxicated. Which I usually am. <laughs> So, for me, Shield Hero was a little bit different. Um, so, this kind of follows, and Mob Psycho did this as well, so I, I won't spend as much time talking about that. Though that is, I think, if there's an award for best-looking anime of the year, I think Mob Psycho 102 has to get that award. Because, my god! I swear I had five or six epileptic seizures, and I was still watching it all the way through. I just, <laughs> my eyes were glued to it the whole time. Epilepsy. Um, Better not watch it if you've got it. Oh my god, right. No, but going back to Shield Hero and why I actually waited for the dub on there. So, uh, I've talked on previous anime corners on how there's one thing about especially the modern seasonal anime structure that kills me. And that's on how low quality a lot of 
uh, animation formats tend to be, just in terms of the number of frames per second, how fluid the animation is. You know, some studios will give you a couple of moments of great Sakuga, but then they just go and have the most limited animation, or just do tracking shots around stoic elements. And especially in really well-drawn background shows, ones that have a lot of uh, high-development work put into them, I have a real hard time with that kind of stuff watching it. Even if a show is great, uh, I sometimes have moments where that's difficult. Shield Hero is one of those examples where they have such beautiful animation and the writing is really, really good. Uh, I honestly want to say it was the best isekai of last year, but there's one thing that holds me back from that and maybe I'll get into that later um, with one of my worst mentions of the year. But Shield Hero, I just wanted to be able to enjoy what I was watching and didn't want to, kind of like DJ said, I didn't like, or didn't want to split my focus uh, trying to go and process it out, especially as somebody who has been watching and at one time was editing fan subs. I've gotten pretty good about hearing, uh, hearing people speaking Japanese and be able to understand the context of what they're saying and all of that. Not necessarily needing to focus on what's being said. This was a show that I just liked visually too much to go and put myself aside and split my focus between them. And the dub is actually really good as well, which I will go and say, as much as I love being able to just go and enjoy the spectacle of something without needing to split my focus, if the dub is shit, I ain't gonna do that. I will just go and split my focus on there. But Shield Hero, I just really liked, and... I don't know, Naofumi's, Naofumi's my kind of character, uh, I know this has come up, but I love characters that understand the necessity of sacrifice, um, I kind of hate a lot of isekai just because I hate the main characters and on how a lot of times they just end up being overpowered and their biggest conflicts are so superficial to the world around them. In Naofumi's case, he's hated right from episode one by this entire world. And despite the fact that he makes himself cold and not really likable to the rest of the world, I appreciate the fact that in almost every episode, you do see his humanity, and as time goes along, he finds himself reclaiming that as it goes along. I love Naofumi for that reason. And he's definitely my favorite hero of any of the shows uh, that came out this year. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know what else to say. Shield Hero was absolutely fantastic, and it, for me, was worth waiting two weeks uh, after I watched the initial first episode to start getting the dub and being able to watch that way just so I could enjoy everything. And what's sad is that I've actually gone back now and watched it twice over. Uh, mm. Once in, I watched it once again in subtitled format, and then I watched it again in the dub because I actually found myself preferring it. Maybe it's because it was my first experience, but I just, I love it. I just loved it. Despite the fact that it commits, I think, the greatest cardinal sin of Isekai. And that's making it seem too much like a game. There's an icon in the lower right-hand portion of your vision. It's like, no! Don't take me out of it like that! Oh. I love oh. that's what made it more realistic. After all, it is supposed to be based on a game. Well, yeah. that is how the other ones were transported. They're like, they're known for being, oh, this is a popular game. And he's like, I don't play this game. And they're like, yeah, the Shield Horror was supposed to be 
uh, lore is that he has to n- not know anything that's going on. And yeah. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. It sounds like this is your your pick of like the year. Then this hey, might be your top of your year. Honestly, yeah. And I'm just gonna throw this out here. Um, there's a shield being printed out of my Kieran right now. Um, mm. It's not for Soccer Con. I, I'm not gonna go and put the time in to get that done. But uh, for Miss Con. Uh, I am going to be bringing it there and probably to Kumo as well. Uh, like I said, I love Nalfumi, so. Yeah, uh, it did get the stamp of approval uh, uh, when we talk about uh, Isekai Quartet. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I really liked. It's He's now in that one. That's like, he's up there. I, so. I, I, I love him. I just, I love him. It's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's a, that's the thing. Is like we are in a. I'm trying to think of when the golden period of isekais was because it's it's past. We are now in the saturation period of isekais, and yeah. every there. I used to everything's got to have a gimmick. Every, is, this is. I mean, we've got wrestling isekais, milf isekais. You really could do it about anything. It's a very open format. <laughs> that's weird. Hmm. Wow, that is. Weird. But th- but there's so much of it, especially it's come over to the U.S. market. Yeah, I mean, I say uh, this as somebody who generally hates isekai, and oh. only has a couple of examples that he really likes. I totally I generally get, love as isekai. I like isekai, but you can totally get burnt out by it. It does feel really yes. repetitive, and I agree with you. The like switch up of male, it's always a man. Why can't it be a woman? Uh, but the switch up uh, of this season's got one. <laughs> the, well, no, the the, the, the self insert character. Yeah, there's very yeah. little variance because they're supposed to be a template oh, yeah. for which you to project yourself on. And I would actually well, argue the cardinal sin of isekai is the harem, but mm-hmm. not. <laughs> <laughs> I that, That's kind of the cardinal sin of anime as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm, I'm more, I, have, I have evolved past that mentality. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to save all these points you're going, and it's gonna, I'm going to bring it right back up at isekai quartet because, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah that sounds like... Uh, your your top winter is your shield hero. I'm also I, game for that for shield hero because I did like it when I watched it and it went it 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 wasn't that overpowered because that is also another trope that we're seeing that mm, almost mm-hmm. seems yeah. like people are doing on purpose now. Yeah, like even in the names of some animes, they're like uh, um, I'm forgetting what it is right now, but it's like uh, uh, the uh, overly cautious hero is super OP, but he's still over cautious. And then there's another one that's uh, I thought in the next world my uh, powers wouldn't be so strong, and yeah, yeah making my average. Yeah, there's there's a bunch yeah. of them that are no, named that's... that way, where like you're just OP when you get into that world, and that's just yeah. Well, I mean that's that's been the problem. There, <sighs> sorry, I won't. I won't. Yeah, no. Um, can, can I go and give a dishonorable mention, even though it's not in this season, just because it kind of relates to this? Um, okay, sure. Yeah, we're there, jumping a... around. Yeah, no, there, there's there's another isekai that came out, and I cannot even remember the name of it. It's like the, even in another world, the seven prodigies are, oh, yes. never have a problem. Yes, yeah, like, it's like the oh my student god. council and still yeah. super, st- yeah, I know, it's, yeah. Oh my god, just. Who needs student council when you could be a wrestler? So much <laughs> more exciting, so much more intriguing, and I've never heard of it done before. I think I know what you're talking about, and we'll get to that in fall. <laughs> oh my God! So we're still in winter here, guys. Yes, yeah, uh, no. But Rob's, Rob's. Yeah, uh, I, I fucking love Shield. I, I, Thirty seconds. I fucking love Shield Hero. Mob Psycho 100 might be the best sequel series that's ever been made. 
I, I cannot praise that one enough either. I really like that. But if you didn't like Mob Psycho 1, you're not going to like Mob Psycho 2, even though I think it is everything I loved about the first season cranked up to 11. And actually, Shield Hero is my favorite isekai of the year, but Kaguya-sama actually managed to go and take my top spot for Anime of Winter. Because, mm. goddammit, I finally got a schmaltzy high school romance anime that made me feel something for the first time since, like, 2011. Well, there you go. That's that's all I can say. But that's just because I I'm, I I'll admit I'm I'm a bit of a weeb. So yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll stop with you, and we'll continue on to who wants to go next. You want to go? Talk. Mm-hmm. What was your winter top, bottom, and middle? Well, I guess before I go top, bottom, and middle, we'll give. Serious prowess to Komogiri okay. because it was visually one of the most stunning yeah, it, things I've seen all year. Hmm. And Kakiguri. Yeah. Kakiguri. I'm the only one who's also watched that, I think. I don't think anybody else has seen it. Well, you should cosplay her. I think you'd fit her perfectly. I should cosplay her. I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the creepy laugh that matches it perfectly. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Little known fact, I've gone through my audio and tried to mute, like, clicking noises or anything like that, or eating noises, and I've been so tempted to mute my laugh at times, and I don't, but thank you. (laughs) Sure. I want to make that one just because I want to line the jacket with, like, poker cards. You know what I mean? Like, card fabric. Anyway, yes, Kakagori is the bomb.com. It's so good. The interactions are great. The characters, like, Yes. Well, and it's just, like, the stakes are good. The pacing is, like, it doesn't sleep on it. Like, it's just good. Every episode's fat-packed. Totally oh, yeah. Totally binge-worthy. I watched it on an airplane. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> oh, it was such a good one, though. I just love the character of Jabami, too, because she's chaotic, but she has her priorities. Just that kind of creepy elegance that you see in Alucard from Helsing, I feel it's very similar. I mean, you look at the art styles, they're almost... Well, and just the facial expressions in that show are... Yeah, they're not afraid to make their characters look ugly. It's it's a really good show. It's a I would high-octane, fast-paced ride, gambling frenzy would be, if I was, like, doing a wish description for this anime, that's what I would do. <laughs> Gambling, high-octane, uh, girls, sexy, uh... <laughs> Scary gambling sexiness. <laughs> but, yeah. And also, I was really worried about it because, uh, Netflix has done okay with Netflix originals. Definitely Seven Deadly Sins has been their most popular. Uh, what's the one that has the bear... Knights of Sidonia did okay. It wasn't that popular, but I think they're really hitting their stride, and I'm excited for future seasons of Kakiguri. John, what were your favorite animes of winter? Oh, Oh, you mean Sekiro the anime? (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about it. That was Dororo. 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 He's was a fun little series and i found out about it it was fun it's actually a remake of an older series that came out around the same time as uh astro boy astro boy and it was yeah it's from the same creator i enjoyed it it was so fun it was dark it was morbid you you rooted for the hero 
and he had a fun companion. It was just a great series, and I love Japanese culture, and it was just great. It had the monsters, but what drew me to it was essentially I was playing Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice at the time, still playing it, and IGN threw this out, animates <coughs> like Sekiro, and this was one of it. It's very fun and creative. The prosthetic weapons were just really cool to see. So if you enjoy any type of action sword based stuff, I recommend it. Uh, it was an Amazon. It was on Amazon when it came out. They were streaming it on there. Yeah, it's called yeah, it's called Dororo, and um, I actually have not watched this one. But just because John brought this up, uh, sometimes I watch Jeff Thune on Mother's Basement on YouTube, and. Yeah, I had no idea that they heard that the original story was from the same creator as Astro Boy, the manga, and it had been animated before, and it's crazy looking at the, the visual style of the original and what it is now. Like, it is unrecognizable, but so many of the scenes are almost shot for shot from the manga. I love it. Especially love it. the character... I need to watch it, but I love it. Especially the character design involving the blind monk. Hmm. Hmm. It's very cool the way they did it. It's a nice mixture. I remember you told me about that one, and I never got around to watching it. But it 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 looked yes, it looked very interesting art wise. Even like the art wise, it looked fantastic and very nice to watch. Yeah, the art. It's especially the way when you see him fight, the way he has to move because he has like the prosthetic arms yeah. and legs. Like he has to articulately like take off limbs to use the weapons and just the. Uh, the uh, visualization of how they did it like at one scene he goes like the uh, he puts it underneath his chin to pull his hand off to get his blade out which is really yeah. cool just the way it's animated and done is this your top beautiful. of 2019 or top of winter top okay of winter there is still more yeah. to come so nice. is that winter for everyone is that everyone's i i think so sure mm-hmm well, we're forgetting something. I mean, after all, there's such things like Magical Girl Special Ops. Who would ever thought you'd see those two collide? Didn't even think it was possible to take something that's supposed to be kitty and girlish and make it dark and militaristic, but yet sexy. And somehow they pulled that off. It's one of the more visually stunning series I've seen, but... Uh, I feel like it kind of just fizzled out. It had a great starting, and then it just kind of just faded out towards oh, the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I tried and I couldn't finish it. <laughs> you absolutely have to finish it. I mean, it's one of those things. If nothing else, from the visual aspects of it, it was one of the more unique things I've seen. And it takes two things in anime I've seen and puts them together that you would never expect, but yet. It just manages to, uh, shall we say, just fall flat on its face by the end of it. It was going great, and then it just pulled out. Hmm. On a serious note, don't pull out. Just use birth control, there please, listeners. I don't know. If, I guess <laughs> oh, that's... No. Dear sweet listeners. Um, <laughs> should, I, should I say mine? Because, I don't know, man. Shield Hero and Mob Psycho 100. Season 2. That's what I liked. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, those two are definitely winter. Shield Hero had a raccoon girl. Yeah. So I mean, it's really hard to compete with that. Mm-hmm. Raccoons are adorable. Girls are adorable. Yep. Well, she was kicking ass Let's bring it too. down to spring then. Winter is gone. We've watched our animes. We've had our shields. We've had our gambling. We've had our psychokinesis. We're in spring. 
Yep, the most disappointing season of all. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we had to concentrate on ready getting ready for con, so Rob's fired up. Honestly, I, Spring had one of the best animes too. We have one on here that we all seem to have liked. Uh, and it's got real uh, real joy for. So, uh, Rob, you went first in winter. Who wants to go first in spring? Anyone. DJ does. Okay. DJ, go first. Sure, I'll go ahead with it. thing you got to bear in mind, though, was most of the spring stuff, I'm actually still watching a lot of it because it didn't air in the dub until closer to winter season. And that's fair. That I have one that of the problems. I've got one of those in this like that. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at one of my coworkers kept trying to spoil Dr. Stone on me and a few different other ones. I swear I was going to kill him before it was all over. Not a day went by. He didn't try to say something in casual conversation to tip me Wait, off. Hold on. You didn't kill your coworker over trying to spoil it? No. I didn't have enough sanitizer and bleach to clean up the mess. Fair enough. I'll be honest, man. You kind of let me so, down here. <laughs> I mean, you have Gundam Origins. I mean, if any of you... I mean, John, I know you're a huge Gundam fan. You were saying you've only seen the first episode, but it's one of those series that it's just... It feels like it could have happened in more recent times, mm. but yet not. And just the clarity and well-drawnness of the artwork... And at the same time, that whole series, after one of the episodes, it seriously uh, gave me nightmares for the better part of a week, at least. But Carol and Tuesday, on the other hand, one of the most verbally, I mean, shows you a voice actors can sing series I think I've ever seen. I honestly could have just listened to that series, not just watched it, and I think it would have been almost as stunning. It was hmm. just great that it had quality visuals it was a nice go along with such great vocals get. yeah that's for sure i mean yeah. demon slayer was one of those series i'm actually still watching it when everyone else has already finished it was a nice little treat to get yeah that's for yes sure. yeah i mean it took me back to when i used to watch inuyasha i haven't seen a feudal demon hunter series in a long time that really was this i that is a weird series because i feel bad that i wrote it off so early and I'm glad that so many people online started talking about it after episode 17. Because it is a really good show. I don't know why it didn't start catching fire right away. Because, yeah, it, initially it wasn't even a Crunchyroll's uh, top 10. That's so hard to say, though. Because, like, I, it's only, like, <laughs> some really big ones go straight to dub. Uh, and it, it, that really has to come down to who your license it, who is it's coming from. Uh, uh, this Demon Slayer, which studio did that come from? Because there is some like Konosuba, uh, really funny anime. It never got dubbed until probably pretty recently, like last year. Yeah, it's only been in like the last year and a half that the first season got dubbed. And I'm kind of pissed off right now because that's another good dub. Like, I watched that one subbed first. And then I found out about the dub and it's just like, you know what? I could watch that again. I think my wife would enjoy this. Showed it to her. She absolutely loves it. Season two of the dub got announced last, mm, uh, I yeah. think, June. Season two has been released in every other language yeah, on Crunchyroll it's, except it's, for English. I'm going to go onto my list because I actually have yeah. some things here. I did the same thing... Uh, 
that kind of uh, DJ did there were two of the things on here I literally only just finished last week. Uh, I just I just burnt through them because they're like on my <laughs> list when they came out, and I just never got around to watching them. And then I was like, oh, I I got time right now. I'm I'm done through Christmas, and it's just kind of done doing any projects I had going on. So I was like, all of a sudden I'm like, I feel like I have extra free time, and I can just burn through a series. So both uh, Bungo Stray Dog season three and Isekai Quartet I just burned through last week. Um, so Bungo Stray Dogs Season 3, that was the kind of ending one. So if you've watched the other two and the movie, then you kind of know where you're going with this one. It kind of it ties it up nicely. It kind of ends it where it does. Uh, I don't think they'd have more coming out because uh, it would just feel kind of tacked on at this point. It ended nicely with that one. And then with Isekai, so that's my honorable mention is the Bungo Stray Dogs. Uh, I'd almost say... Demon Slayer and Isekai Quartet are like tied for my top uh, for different reasons. Isekai, uh, well, Demon Slayer, that's like seems to be everyone's kind of pick right now. So I'll leave that for someone else to talk about because they are. I was going to bring up Isekai Quartet because it's it's a funny little five minute episodes, five minute around that. Yeah. And I like, yeah, yeah. The only reason I really liked isekais a lot is i like the clashing of culture that's why i really like the isekai gate uh and so the justice defense force marched on because it was not just your stereotypical guy transported there and then has to start using sword it was just like military tactics against medieval fantasy tactics and it just overran over it and i was just like oh i like this weird class of culture that it's just confusing and it's the what ifs of what if a guy with a panzer tank went up against a guy riding a dragon. Well, that guy just blew him away <laughs> because he's got a tank. Um, so... <laughs> Who doesn't like seeing technology versus ancient times? Because sometimes one thing will beat something that you wouldn't expect and vice versa. It's one of those concepts that only anime could truly bring to yeah. life. Yeah, and then modern technology is going through and they're like, oh, this land has oil. That's really valuable to us because we need gasoline and stuff. And then the medieval people were like, oh, they just want this land that has the black sludge on it that we use nothing of it. Why do they want that? And they're like, oh, it's a lot of that. Uh, but it just has its tropes. But um, with Isekai Quartet, I like that they take uh, four major Isekais that are really popular and then they just throw them together. And so it's constant just jokes of them talking to each other in a way and interacting and clashing through their characters in just modern day school life Japan and there's a dub available for this I'm hoping it is yeah dude it's on it's on Funimation now yeah no but it's yes. it's a TV yeah. bumper Which is... series is what it is so yeah it's not that's the only reason why I didn't highlight it on the list is that I have a hard time counting this one, even though I fucking love it. They've got season two airing right now, Hero. and they brought in season uh, Shield Hero. I and, know. <laughs> Gotta have and it's that. Just, it's just silly fun, and it is just a bumper episode. But it's like even then, it's still it's what I want. It's it's like I'm looking for this more than most the isekais nowadays because it is an isekai within an isekai. So. Yeah. 
it, that one's kind of like my top yeah. up there because of just how silly it is and I just like seeing the, these characters like, oh, I know that character, oh, that character, but what if these two pair of characters talk to each other and then they have... I mean, I'll definitely have to yeah. look at this. Yeah, what yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, watched uh, that Funimation. Yeah, and then you have um, just certain characters that you're like interacting with each other and they're like all of a sudden become best friends or they just absolutely hate each other just because of the characters and you're like that seems factual and i wanted to bring this up because this one talked about um they had uh konosuba main character and then they had re-zero main character and they're both transported to a world and they both talked about having it tough but then re-zero guy was just like yeah, but I live in a mansion now, and I've got three girl and three girls around me at all time, and only one of them is has a huge crush on me. But I'm still pining after this other girl who's uh, uh, the love of my life. And uh, uh, Konosuba character is just like first they talking about how they're like talking how it's hard, and he goes like, "Wait, what the hell? Wait, you live in a mansion? What you have three girls after you? One of them's in love with you, and you're chasing after a different girl?" You son of a bitch! You're my rival now. I hate you. <laughs> I have to live in a stable, and I've got a useless god and a and a and a mage that can't use magic and a crusader that can't hit anything and is also a masochist. And it's just like, it's just the mix of those characters. And then you have all the undead characters, and then you have the god who's just like undead. I have to immediately try and kill them all the time. And they're like, no, you can't. There are classmates. Stop doing that. And it's just, it's just good, fun, just fun. Yeah. Sounds kind of meta. It is. It that's sounds very point. meta. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's intended to be, and it has that kind of luxury because it is just a bumper series. If that were made into a full half-hour-long show every week, I'd hate it. I would absolutely hate it. But they give you just enough time to fully engage with the material they're talking about. And with characters that are good enough on their own that you actually can have these kind of comedic circumstances and be invested in them. You know, what Tyler just mentioned there is a perfect example right there. Because, my god, way to go and call out one's total ineptitude and the other one's yeah. total yeah. lack of swagger. <laughs> no, that's good. And then they and then they had the show and tell, and darkness goes up there and goes like, "My only body, my only skill is a strong body." Here, take this whip and whip me like you always do. And the other guy's just like, "I've never met you before. This doesn't happen." And everyone looks at him, and goes, "Oh, you're a pervert, aren't you?" No. <laughs> so it was. It was. Good. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, you so, do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. Also, just fuck Subaru. Oh no. We had a whole podcast and guess about who this run. The results are in. People would rewatch Sword Art Online before they rewatch ReZero. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Not even close. How many times the did landslide. Tyler vote? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Only allowed one vote per person. Well, IP address. There you go. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Ugh. Yeah. Hey, be, be thankful you're getting your re-zero yep. in the summer season. I am very thankful. Season. Also expecting to be an emotional wreck all summer. Yeah. Or I should say also, also, if they give Rem any outfits, expect them to move to the top of my lineup. Mm. Understood. 
and once again, fuck Subaru because Rem is precious. Oh God, and he is that, a fucking moron. The guy quartet, they constantly do that where like Rem's like, he's perfect. I love him, and it's just like, oh, oh. Who names a woman after a car anyway? A guy's name. That's a guy's name. That yeah. whitey bitch was a guy. Um. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, Subaru is the asshat hero so, of ReZero. Amy. Tyler. What'd you watch in spring? Uh, that was so long ago. I think I was just sewing. <laughs> I went into my sewing yeah, like, cave and didn't watch this, anything. Uh, well, sometimes things go into two seasons we so. were i was catching stuff up I, i'm still like always a year behind so i was watching like how seki no can i how bleh how seki how seki no oh, can yeah. no, shiny rock girls yeah and Hoseki, uh yeah. yes yeah i was watching that Land one of the lustrous <laughs> there was a, i was watching some other animes oh, i was just watching old that. stuff i was watching kimono friends season one um just kind of that's fair a few movies that's fair yeah well there you go rob yeah, like like I said, spring spring is, is rough. Spring is rough because, like I said, out of that list, Demon Slayer and Carolyn Tuesday were the only two that I really fully got invested in all the way through. Though I will say, Attack on Titan season three part two, I still thought was good, but it's it's kind of rough for me because I didn't really like the first season of Attack on Titan. I actually really, really liked season two. And season three, with the way that they split it up, I think I would have been more into it had it just run all together and felt more cohesive. Yeah, like, I still really liked it. And I will say, the show that I'm actually most excited for this year, um, that I know for a fact is coming out this year, uh, is Attack on Titan season four. Because, well, here's the thing. So, I, I won't spoil anything, but the implications that have started coming into play. Season 2 got me actually invested in the world in a way that Season 1 just didn't. Season 3, across both parts, set up different elements of the world that were really missing for me. And a lot of the background to the world that I needed. The last episode of Season 3... Well, I don't think that it's necessarily the best episode ever. What it sets up and the emotional impact that comes along with it has me actually really excited for season four. I'm never going to go and call it a masterpiece. I'm not going to say that it is going to be an anime classic. Um, yeah, we kind of had that discussion slash debate before. But season four honestly has me really... In, or I should say, the promise of season four has me really invested in the world. I want to see how everything comes together with the revelations that came from the later part of season three. So that one caught my interest, but as a whole, just by itself, it's just kind of okay in the grand scheme of things. It got me excited. Fruits Basket. I read the manga. It's a better adaptation than the original one from 2001. That's all I can really say as far as that's concerned. It's just an old series. I'm kind of glad to see come back, but at the same time, not really. <laughs> Isekai Quartet is fucking amazing. I just don't consider it a regular series. Uh, I never got into the Bungo Stray Dog stuff. Um, 
fairy gone couldn't keep my interest mix was felt like a pretty generic sports anime strike witches fuck strike witches uh wise man's grandchild never got into it uh we never learned was kind of interesting but just the pacing is terrible uh helpful fox senko son made me feel really uncomfortable uh watching the little fox girl so i stopped watching that one uh let's see here what else did i try uh yeah i i i was working on a lot of stuff and it's like kind of nice having some of this stuff on in the background even if i'm not fully engaged by it <clears> i'll come back and watch it later if i'm into it. it's like this was just the season where i was really hyped for one punch man season two and it just kind of let me down demon slayer i only really got into in summer so it's kind of hard for me to connect that Carolyn Tuesday, I'll go and say, that's the only one that really just had me going from the first episode. Because there is a moment towards the end where it's just like, <laughs> I wanted to pick up my bass <laughs> and just start plucking the strings along with. It's just like, ooh, well, I haven't go. had this since yeah. back. This is a good feeling. Yeah. It's been a long time since I was moved by an anime's music and not just the artwork. And Carolyn Tuesday was simply that. I found myself almost wanting to sing along even though i have no pitch control whatsoever yeah no it's it's good it's just good so yeah i i don't know just spring was kind of disappointing for me it had some good stuff still but yeah just nothing that really engaged with beyond spring, a couple of spring the rainy things of spring we come into the sunny light of summer oh yeah and so I'm gonna I'm gonna start good. this one. So I've had a lot of seasons I was watching in summer, and it's hard. I've kind of got a. I I don't I've 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 cut back a lot on anime, and I start looking at was because with the isekai uh, saturation that it is, I can't just watch everything all the time. I've got a, I started looking at what ratings things are getting. And like what people are kind of liking, and then I'm also going back of like if something mm -hmm. is popping up on social media a lot, then I'll be like, oh, I'll check that out. Then um, shows like uh, uh, I'm gonna say, God, I've got two tops this year, and they are both uh, Doctor Stone and Vinland Saga. Mm. Now. I got two tops. These Vinland Saga is one of the ones where I saw a bunch of stuff, and then because it wasn't on Crunchyroll, it was, uh, yeah. So I had a I didn't Amazon see it Prime. first thing, uh, so I, I was seeing stuff about it, and I was like, oh, this is a, it's a historical anime about Norwegian and Viking uh, um, uh, encroachment on Europe and uh, specifically London and Great Britain and following a lot it's a lot of like it's kind of accurate in a way it, it's based off of one of the most legendary manga ever written and that's a larger opinion that's not mine exclusively though I read that it's never been adapted to anime before and I am just so glad yeah. that it did not end up like Berserk has, you know, with two attempts. Because that's another one that's considered to be legendary. And it's just never... 
it's had some okay moments in animation, but it's never been quite there. This time around, Vinland Saga, just like every time I'm watching an episode, yeah. it's like, Vikings! <laughs> I just, I'm so into it. And the characters that work so well in the manga carry so well. I just, I really like it. It, it felt authentic to me. Because I was looking yeah. at it and I'm like, that is what they'd be wearing. Yeah. That's what it was like. It wasn't like that's, yeah, it was, it was just authentic and good and uh, everything they said. And it was like, yeah. this feels, yeah, it just felt nice. And then all the action and how it was drawn and all of it was pretty good. And that's the one where like, I was basically seeing stuff about it. And that's what caught my attention to go watch it. The other flip side of that corn, Dr. Stone is like, mm. seemed to be one that Crunchyroll. I don't know what they're... They had some kind of partnership with it in some cane because they definitely, like, pushed it and were also having some kind of promotion with it, uh, even to the point where when it will... Uh, the intro I watched on Crunchyroll had Country Roll, but with, like, the dilapidated city, so it was, like, ingrained into the intro of the anime. Yeah. Yeah, you, you want to know what that's about? Because this is kind of an interesting one here. So, that actually is kind of a weird thing. So, last, uh, I shouldn't say last December, December 2017, a partnership between uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation completely fell apart. And Dr. Stone found itself in kind of a weird spot, because this was a show uh, produced by TMS, based off the Shonen Jump series, all of that stuff. Funimation had the exclusive rights to it, but Crunchyroll, back when the deal was still going on, had partnered with them both for development as well as for uh, promotion of the series internationally. So even though it was featured on both of the streaming services, ultimately, as a new deal did get worked out, Crunchyroll gets to go and put their title on any regular mm. broadcast on there. So for any television spots, it gets to have it on there. For any streaming service stuff outside of Funimation, it gets to be put on there. It's kind of a weird thing because they were supposed to promote it and Funimation was supposed to air it. Now both of them just air it instead. It's the same thing actually happened with Mob Psycho 100 because they also had their own Crunchyroll uh, little uh, emblematic logo that ran for each one of those episodes as well <laughs> when it was broadcast on television. Even though Funimation, yeah, technically speaking, yeah. owns the distribution rights. So yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff with that one. It doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me, but uh, considering on what happened when they released the trailer for High Magic Spice, or whatever the heck it's called, Crunchyroll wanted to go and have a partner that could actually go and promote yeah. something without earning the ire of hmm. the internet. Yeah, so there you, you know go. one thing that we'll say about Dr. Stone. Yeah. I just love mm -hmm. the, like, I just have this thing for anime series where they have one character and they're unnaturally colored and shaped they, hair. They definitely brought that That's, back. That is <laughs> that is one thing I've always enjoyed. And when you look at that guy, you're like, you have the kind of hair, which is almost like sacred in the anime world, that says, I'm going to be the villain at the end of this series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Senku. No, he's talking about I bet you five bucks he'll become the main villain at the end of that series. He's... And also, 
Also, it's like you gotta be the smartest being in existence to remember all the crap. I think remembers. he's supposed to be, because I think that's the whole point of like <laughs> just a little bit when he starts at the beginning. He's in the lab, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just created gasoline from bottle caps," and everyone's just like, "What?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, it was obvious. You just looked at the hydrocarbons, and clearly it was right there." And so is, yeah. So you it's just like, okay, he's actually that. <laughs> really smart in some weird way, and but yeah. then. Yeah, although... Yeah, go, go! You're saying yeah, your words. Yeah, Sorry. go, May go, I, go, go. Yeah, like, the, the thing I like about Dr. Stone, and the reason why this honestly is my favorite show of the entire year, uh, Dr. Stone is very smart in its approach to things because I am nowhere near as smart as Senku. Gotta make that point. He is definitely a cut above. But the thing that I've appreciated about it is the understanding that they're putting forward in the episodes when it comes to all the little things that they've done, whether it go and be their initial development of electricity, whether it go and be the understanding of what Nidal is. Uh, towards the end, no spoilers, but there's a thing involving tungsten. And it's like, these are all things that I am aware of. I never would be able to put them into execution the way they do, but... The science behind what they do, while it a little is. exaggerated, is real. And that's something I really appreciate. And no. it's not so unattainable. You know, we're not we're not going to the extent of, oh, Senku's going to launch a rocket into space and he's going to go and save everybody through some weird power of friendship deal. It's like, no, all of the technological advancements that they're doing are very simple, very humble, but they're also some of the most easy to understand concepts just what they went into with the light bulbs in particular that's something that absolutely fascinates me having gone back to edison and the creation of the edison bulb and all that there were plenty of light bulbs that worked it's just the ultimate you know incandescent filament design that we settled on that just turned out to be the most efficient to go and manufacture it wasn't even necessarily the best. Not to say that what they're doing is anywhere near at close to the best. It's very simple and rudimentary. Yeah. But it it's... does hold weight. I mean, they show everything from light bulbs to how to blow glass to working on making things like ramen out of millet, something that you wouldn't do present day, but that back then would have totally worked. It's got all sorts of simplistic science, but yet still feeling a little science fiction reminds me of Robinson Crusoe. If it was a little shorter, I'd make my mom watch it. She's the one who got me into that type of stuff from the first get-go anyway. It was, it was, uh, there's been a big kick of, like, primitive technology on YouTube, and this is just that anime. And I really liked it, because I really liked that stuff of, like, how you can just make things from nothing primitively, and it had all that. Yeah, it has all that, and it just, oh, I really liked that. I was like, I could make myself like um, one of the things they talked about was how to make cola. And then I saw a bunch of people go and like try it. And they're yeah. like, this actually tastes like cola. It works. And they just kind of made it. And it was just like, yeah, you can. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. Yeah. And that's the thing they talk about, too, is just like. You yeah. gotta error and make pro. You gotta make mistakes before you create the thing you want. Edison once said, "One can fail a thousand times, but that's only a thousand times to learn what not to do." I mean, that's how I've lived my life. We all know hmm. how that turned out. 
Mm-hmm. You fail a lot, eh? Yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Um, I do no, want to give out uh, a weird uh, honorable mention um, to Fire Force because I really like that, but it's it's yeah. I like it because it's comfortable. It is something I've seen before with a different skin, but it's got lore, it's got action, it's got characters, uh, but it definitely does feel like... Uh, Soul Eater, uh, it is, well, it's made by the same guys, so it feels like yeah. that. And it also yeah. feels like uh, Blue Exorcist. Um, I had another one that I was said it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just feels like a lot of that that uh, uh, shonen anime of what this kind of generation is. Shonen? Uh, sh- the yeah. one after that. It's... Uh, yeah. No, it, it, it's... It's a good show. I hope that it gets. Uh, I, I hope that it continues forward. I know a lot of people didn't stick with it after the first couple of episodes, and I kind of get it. It's really paced bad at the beginning, but especially the second half, I think they've done a great job it's of establishing better. the world better yeah. now, and I'm fully invested in it. I want, I, I want to see more of this now, even though I was just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah, this isn't bad. I, I can get into this. First episode was really good. I like that. It is. That's just part of it. It's that's one of the ones where you have oh, that type I, of anime, and then they go get some J rock guys of a band, and then they always have good music because that's what it is. Um, that first opening might be my favorite of the entire year, though. Just any anime period. It's just um, like every time I listen to it, I get hype. Second one, not so much, but the first one, it's just like, oh, they they are. They're they're just completely different. And yeah, you're definitely more uh, Ichinohana. Uh, and I'm more asterisk or, you know, be crusaders. <laughs> DJ, take your top, bottom, and... Dumbbells originally was one of those series I looked at from a fan service standpoint, but once I dug into it, I realized it was a type of anime we've really never seen much of in this market. And that's yes. infotainment anime. Something you just don't see all that often. I mean... It's, it's well an written. educational it's a anime, short, but it's makes sense for us. Like the one. Yeah. I mean, I've seen everything from ones on pachinko to now ones on dice clubs and board games. Like yeah, it's advertisement. It's teaching. They have that one promotion ad for to work at McDonald's, which is an anime. But they've been having those info educational animes for a while like amy um one that you talked about you said uh uh um uh why am i forgetting uh cells at cells work, at work? Mm-hmm. you had a you said you're watching a doctor talk about cells at work it was like yeah dr mike is a youtube series and he'll react to medical memes or any medical controversy going on or he'll watch episodes of medical dramas like House or Grey's Anatomy, and he was watching Cells at Work, and he was like, this is so, like, he was nerding out. He was like, this is just great. It's like studying stuff from, from college, and I really like Cells at Work for the same reason that I like medical shows. They should have included it in school curriculum. I would have paid a lot more attention had it been yeah, something. Yeah, and that's why it's more of a refresher an than anime. an original introduction. So you know what I mean? So if you know the material, it's a refresher. 
if you're learning the material, you'll remember one or two things or like the general processes. If you don't know the material and you don't want to learn the material, it's still just like a funny show. Yeah. So. And that's why I guess going into dumbbells, which is all about exercising and such and how to do that, which is, hey, if you want to, if you want to learn something, go watch anime. It's educational. And who doesn't like seeing a man rip his shirt off? After all, that's why we watched Armstrong and the And there is something about anime. This is something that I missed when I was on my sabbatical from it. <laughs> oh, he's but getting swole right now. Power oh, God. Oh, no. That anime girls have. Because they could get you they to can't. do just about anything. I have seen so much stuff over the years. But damn it. Up until dumbbells, I never actually wanted to get swole. Something I really should have done, but never did. And now, look at me! Now, legitimately, though, that show, I actually have not finished it, but I will say that was kind of like a little reminder that I do need to exercise more. I will say, Machio did teach me something right for the first episode. In addition to Never Skip Leg Day, which is clearly my motto, Amy can back this, there is there's something Machio has taught me. Never Skip Face Day. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, let's go into fall right now, then. Uh, so let's go into fall. Uh, unless anyone will stop me. Nope, too late. Fall, we're here. Go hard. Go say your piece. Yeah, we, we've run long enough. Besides, fall was my favorite season of anime for all the worst reasons. <laughs> okay, okay. So fall was the season where all of my expectations flew out the fucking window because yeah anime tends to be a lot of copycatting tends to be a lot of the same every single time did you mean media <laughs> i'm not gonna argue that part either but i've, I've made that <laughs> rant before no but i mean anime has definitely been one where occasionally a good idea comes through but most of the time it is just copycatting whatever was popular at one time Love Hina was the progenerator of a thousand harem series that I just hate every single one of them. <laughs> and then, I really do, actually. Do like, harem series are something that I have not understood since Love Hina. Because it always just seems to be, how can we up the ante? How can we up the ante? And then there's fucking Orosuke. I I don't even know what to say about this one. It's a harem series set up around the idea of the main character of the story is that stupid best friend of the main character that you see in like half the episodes and is used more as just a plot or is used just to go and help further the plot or go and help the main character go and realize that he's being a little dumb fuck and he should have just gone after this girl in the first place. They made a series about that and it introduced the greatest enemy in anime. The, the greatest antagonist since Truck-kun. From every isekai almost ever. Oh, oh. Allow me to introduce Bench-san. Where the damn main <laughs> character gets brought to the chair by all of these cute girls only to be told I'm in love with your best friend. Please help me date him. That damn bench just keeps showing up and it gets funnier every time i see it i don't there i swear there's something wrong with me why i love this show so much and it ends on the fucking perfect note 
the entire build-up, I'm expecting this to be a stereotypical harem series ending, and then it just... It didn't subvert my expectations, but it did make me literally scream, what the fuck? And I hated it, and I loved it, and I'm still going through emotions on this show. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. And then, let's talk about Isekai. How about one that <laughs> didn't fall into hardly any of the Isekai traps, except for it fell into all of them, and it involves a fucking wrestler that just wants to open up a pet store. Yeah, this was the season on where the ideas that never should have worked somehow did. Orisuki, uh, Kimono Michi, Rise Up, Wrestler Isekai I just mentioned. And a show that has not actually ended at this point, and I'm hoping finishes as well as it started with Kabuki Cho Sherlock, or Case File N221, whatever the fuck it is. It's Sherlock Holmes in Kabuki Cho. It's a weird concept, but it works way too well. And there was a series I watched a few years ago that introduced me to the world of uh, Rakugo performance. This one has a Rakugo element to it, but it's so poorly done that it's kind of charming. And it's intentionally done poorly. I like it for that reason. Or what about another show that just should never have gotten off the... Or they should have never gotten out of the pitch meeting. And yet, somehow it just sounds better every time I say it. It's a hard-boiled no detective like with a gun for a head. A hard-boiled detective with a gun for a head. How does this keep sounding better? When I first saw this series, when I first saw the opening like this, that, and the other thing, I was like, what the hell's wrong with his head? Like, that was seriously what I said. It, honestly, you look at his head, he's got a gun. And then a trigger behind his head. And then it goes more into series. But literally at the end of the episode, I'm digging it. And I've actually, uh, I'm still f trying to finish the series. But I'm, it's got good action, it's got good story. And he's not your stereotypical yeah. hard-boiled hmm. detective. He's, he's honestly kind of a goof that yeah. breaks down at certain points. I mean, he can't even handle himself around hot women. He seems to break down every time he's around a woman oh. he's attracted to. And he's supposed to be this big, tough cop. Rob said it was like a combination of these two series. I cannot quite remember. Uh, Let's see if you can actually get the anime right, because you said it wrong twice. Oh, uh, like Kill a Kill or something? No, a cross between, because for the harder elements and the good world building on there, Speed Grapher, and for the comedic moments and good character designs, Full Metal Alchemist. It is right in the middle of those two, and it's from Studio Madhouse, which is my favorite animation oh, company. Yeah. So, no, it's, there's so much stuff in the season that was so good or weird. I'm actually, I just started because I haven't found anything I really like this season yet, and I am really hard up for something I can put on in the background while I'm working on a project over here. Well, so uh, this season, this was the final season of Food Wars. Yeah. So, that's like one, that's like, that's kind of a staple one by this point. It, it was the end, uh, this is the last season of Food Wars. Uh, also, l this one I've got a weird part that connects mm -hmm. the podcast because I remember when that started, mm -hmm. we started this podcast, mm -hmm. and now that it's ended, we're going to end this podcast with it. <laughs> we're stopping forever. No, but seriously, Food Wars, last season, if you really like the food, that was like just a solid, you know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. 
Then watch Africa Salary what Man. What if I really like wars? <laughs> what is Africa Salary Man about? I'm, I'm just going to say this. I like wars. Go into it food. blind. Just watch the first episode. I just started watching it a couple of days ago. It's... No, no, that's exactly it. No, no. Who meets <laughs> office? Now, it is does so that absurd. one have perso- uh, 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 personified, not personified, personifications of animals? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which is something I am not into. Now, I think we've gone into this enough. F- There's no furry in me. This is a weird collection to a, a different one. Uh, Bee Stars, which is also yeah. anthropomorphic animals. Uh, but is by the studio that did a uh, uh, Hauseki. Yeah, it's actually really good, and it was my furry friends that got me to go watch it. <laughs> I so, haven't started that one yet. What, what would you recommend? I would recommend because it's like then psychological it because it's carnivores and herbivores living together, uh, but carnivores just occasionally eat the herbivores by accident because of their interest. So it's, and it's like your version of Zootopia is what you're telling me. It is. It's like I'm the in. start of that. But if it was oh like gosh. serious and then that's murder and then they have a black market where they like farm. It gets real <laughs> psychological and dark. So, and also it's got a really, really cool intro that they do in stop motion puppetry. Oh and that's their intro. And then it goes into anime in that kind of CGI of what Hauseki, uh, uh, it's uh, Orange, Studio Orange mm. is the one that does it. And that one's weirdly unique too. In an early con, we were talking about Netflix. That one was also licensed by Netflix in Japan. So it was, and it was also airing. Yeah. So they had the license for it. I don't know if they had too much of a production in it, but they had the license for it. In the point that it wasn't just uh, out when it's out. It was airing weekly in Japan without subtitles and lots. So when we had, went when we went and watched it, we had to go get fan subs again. Because we could watch it in Japan, Netflix, if we used our VPNs. But they didn't have subtitles. They didn't have anything with it. Because they weren't even simul, uh, simul uh, subbing it. Uh, simulcasting it. That's the word. Yeah. But... I would say go watch it. They got a season two announced because uh, it got really popular too. But you won't really see anything here because of kind of how hard it was. It was like a throwback to having to find fan dubs of it because <laughs> there wasn't. They they were just it was just airing in Japan on Netflix without any subtitles, so they had to rip it off of there to then sub it to then put it up. God, so, it's almost like how somebody here watched Carol and Tuesday. Hmm. Well, there you go. So I don't know who yeah. that was. <laughs> I guess this fall had more uh, uh, furry stuff than usual. Um, anyone else have any closing thoughts? Because uh, this is kind of where we could call it. We've been going for a while. Radiant, a series that no one in this group has seen besides myself. It does stand alone to be quite unique, considering it's a French manga comic that was then turned into a Japanese anime which lends itself to the fact that it's uh, a little perverse at times and one could say sleight of hand with its sexual humor but I think that's one of the reasons I love it is it's very edgy I just Hmm. like the phrase sleight of hand with sexual humor (laughs) can we put that on a t-shirt yes
I feel like that needs to be up there with Go Host a Panel. I mean, that's what you should expect from something from the French, I suppose. They're known for it, after all. In, oh, no. uh, ten years ago, or should I say 15, when I was in France, I was surely impressed with the amount of manga. I mean, they're charging 15 bucks a book, yet people are still willing to pay it. I mean, you're looking at a couple hundred dollars for some of the even shortest collections. It's the second biggest market outside of Japan. I know I remember it being big in Costa Rica for a long Italy's time. Still is. Heck, that's where half of Dragon Ball premiered. Or most of it did. Made it there. Same with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho long before it ever came here. Yeah, anything outside, like, again, you dub it from Japan to anywhere else. It's as cl- Europe is as close to Japan as uh, North America is. So, wow, from a dubbing standpoint. Amy, final thoughts? Uh... Guys, I think I have a gambling addiction because this year's yeah. animes. Uh, Kakigori was my favorite one. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we had some second... That was probably the best second season. Kimono Friends Season 2 was a pretty big letdown after I liked Season 1 so much because they just essentially rebooted the series, which was annoying because there was so much mystery, mystery with the first season and more to explore, so that kind of turned me off to that. And I'll be binging some of these, taking taking these suggestions because I'm always a year or two behind so next year I'll be like hey guys so my thoughts on Demon Slayer (laughs) (laughs) currently I'm watching Darling in the Franks 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 Franks. Darling in the Franks Frank, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's the guy. oh, I love it. I love. It. I, uh, I like. What, it's how, like how, how many episodes are 18. you in? Like, yeah, eighteen. <laughs> are you trying to spoil something? Because I will no, throw my no, headphones no, just, across the room because just, just I'm loving it because it, it's like elf and lead plus. Uh, oh, Tyler made me self conscious about the way I pronounce even Gellian. No. Yeah, I say yeah. Evangelion, and he gets ticked yeah. off. Evangelion. But the Evas! Eva Believa. Uh, it's like a crossover. You can say it however you fucking want. Evangelion? It's a word. Unless you be the one that's said multiple times inside of the show. You know what, though? I'm just doing my best like every Netflix American English actor. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can hope for. You know, for. bless you for that. Bless you <laughs> for going and recognizing this fact and we'll uh, pray for you thank you i'll also thank pray you. for you that you survive the next um about six episodes yeah. of darling in yeah. the franks oh loud because as said on a previous tyler's anime corner it was the best world building anime that i've ever seen crash and burn itself stop to the ground. stop it okay i know there's a twist because i know trigger but if you give this away i swear to christ i will kick you in the nuts but first, I, I will watch that workout anime the, so my feet are strong. We should watch Dumbbells. I, I never okay. watched Dumbbells. That's right. We watch that. Watch Dumbbells. <laughs> I bought workout uh. equipment. Rob, we are an auditory medium. Nobody knows that you are holding up workout the equipment. The best part about Dumbbells is when the guy just rips his shirt off. There you go. Thanks, uh, Sean. My final thoughts are... It's his shake weight. <laughs> Rob is holding up I got final equipment. thoughts here. It's a quick one for me. Uh, I didn't even realize Psychopath Three had come out, so I could go watch that. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I, you miss stuff pretty easy like that. Um, but yeah, you're, you got, got your, it's your turn to do final words. Go say. Yeah, I, I've just got two things here because uh, mm-hmm. this might shock some people. 
Uh, I actually watched a Faith series this year. Wow. And I did not realize it going into it. Lord Elm, I cannot pronounce. How it. how do you do that? It says it always says fate. Well, that's just it, it though. No, fate. no, this one doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah, Lord El Melio two case files, railgun Zeppelin Grace Note. Terrible name. It's kind of like CSI Magic London. It's a side story. It connects, I guess, to Fate Zero, I've been told. I only realized that it was a Fate property when I saw a fucking Saber Clone. And I still have no idea why the Saber Clone's in here, because it makes no sense to me in terms of what I've found out about this. I've tried playing Call of Duty, by the way, to get started in the Fate franchise, and I just can't see how it connects to the rest of the franchise. <laughs> Yet. We, uh, uh, with that note, though, we do have to bring in uh, uh, Nathan at some point, because he is our expert uh, Oh, yeah. Fate. Yeah, I, so, I would love yeah. for him to try to go and... Explain the Fate series to us. That, we'll do it. We'll, we'll. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, even if you don't watch uh, anything with the Fate franchise, uh, Lord Elmilio, I um, I liked it. I'm sure I'm missing something, but uh, as somebody who has no fucking clue what's going on inside of that franchise, even I enjoyed that one. And then, uh, I, I don't know, this might be controversial opinion. I have no idea what anybody else thinks about this, but uh, Cautious Hero, the hero is overly cautious, blah, 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 blah. Longest uh, title ever in anime history. I I had a darling in the Franks moment with this series because I was hmm. so into it through, like, the first six episodes, and particularly the last two just completely lost me. It's from the creator of Konosuba, which is... Really? Yeah, it's from the... That one just... Okay, because I looked at that one and it just didn't pique my interest it just felt like another saturated isekai that's just it it's like i kind of enjoy the parody isekai i really liked always pronounce this wrong uh kimono michi rise up the wrestler one i kind of like the subversion just because there was so much stuff especially around the time that sao came out where it's just every time it's the same character that even looks the same it's just a power fantasy i kind of like the ones that subvert that konosuba is i think arguably my favorite isekai shield hero might have knocked that one off i'd really have to think a lot about that so when i heard he was doing another show you know in lieu of a okay. season three of yeah. konosuba i hope that happens because i also like the movie i saw the movie in theater uh it's hilarious it's way more dirty than the oh show god yes do that and i loved every minute oh. of it it was so great being yeah. in it was great being in a movie theater with a whole bunch of guys and then their girlfriends Laughing. and yeah. then slowly you see the women just starting to leave <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking <laughs> in this either oh. like i probably saw i probably saw six women leave the theater and it was full i yeah. probably saw six women leave and never came back Hmm. It was it was hmm. an interesting experience. No, I, I really enjoyed that one. That that was fun. But yeah, when I heard that he had a new show out and with a concept that sounds right, it's like, okay, so the hero is super overpowered, but he's overly cautious. It's like, okay, this is interesting. And the first episode, I should say the first two episodes are actually really great. Like, they're well-timed, they're funny, the characters are at least somewhat interesting. Um, but the entire time, I just still felt like it was just kind of a shallow husk compared to what Konosuba was and by the end of the show it's just like oh we're gonna try taking this in a little different direction and it just doesn't work and it made me really sad uh 
it's the only show that I've watched to the end this year that I would tell people is a solid skip. The last two episodes completely wrecked it for me, and I don't know if anybody else shares that opinion online, but it, it just made me really sad. Like, there was so much good anime this year that the fact that I have watched as much anime as I have, because I don't <laughs> think I have done this much anime watching since, like, 2007. That was what I would describe as the peak year. I may have done just as much this time around, if for no other reason than just accessibility between Amazon Prime, Netflix, Funimation, Crunchyroll. It's just so easy to access this stuff. But yeah, there was so much good stuff. And then to have that one, it's just like, oh, it just left a bitter taste in my mouth. But then after I finished that, I started Kabuki Cho Sherlock. And there is a god. And I'm not a Sherlock Holmes fan. So the fact that there's an anime that I actually kind of like with him is weird too. Oh dear God, I'm that person. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just made myself well, really depressed. So I'm going to let Tyler end this and I'm going to blow my brains out. Uh, but only after yeah. I go and do a couple of uh, squats and curls. So, uh, the only Rob, thing don't blow say. your brains out. Use the sword. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, John got me a new yeah. sword for Christmas. So let's go and try this sucker out. <laughs> well, there you have it. That was Tyler's Anime Corner. It was a long one because we talked about the whole year of anime and what we liked and what we didn't like. And we did just kind of ramble a lot of differently. Like, hell, we could have... I We could have rambled about that MILF anime because, damn, I am confused about that. <laughs> but let's leave that for another time. Is it, like, is it actually super brilliant or is it actually really just really bad? I'm not sure. It still confuses me. It makes but, you want to slap her son. That's the one <laughs> thing that, everybody agrees on. <laughs> we'll say goodbye until the next time we have a Tyler's Anime Corner. Uh, so, everyone, thank you for your anime answers to my question goodbye everyone Bye.